Hello and welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me in the studio today is my co-pilot, Jeff Harding. Jeff, how are you doing today? I thought you could ask me how I'm feeling. I said, I'm feeling the love today. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Valentine's Day. It is. It it's is. a very special day. It's a day when we demonstrate our love and we remember those that are close to us that mean a lot to us. We think about our hearts a lot. We think about our hearts a lot. I was just going to say that universal symbol of the holiday is everywhere that you look. I am yes, seeing it, it at gas stations, at grocery stores, on billboards. Wow. and uh, Even gas stations. Even gas stations. So with that in mind today, <laughs> I thought we would start our show off with some happy information about heart health. Well, we could always use happy heart health information. Yes, yes. So I found this article in Consumer's Digest magazine. It's written by Sally Wydaka, and it is entitled, Exercise May Help Offset Even a Family History of Heart Disease. That is happy news. So that's good news, right? It is, yes. And uh, I, I like this article, Jeff, not because I personally have a family history of heart disease. At least I don't have one that I'm aware of, although right. it only takes one. Well, yeah, and you then, can be the first. And then all of a sudden you have it, and maybe I'll be the one. I don't yeah. know. But uh, my wife does. She has a, a history of, fa- mm-hmm. of uh, heart problems and, and heart attacks and things like that. So, Mindy, on this Valentine's Day this is for you. I mean, he is I'm his su- wife. I'm such a hopeless romantic, right, Jeff? He is. You know, <laughs> he just, he's just got stars in his eyes right now. <laughs> so, so here's the deal. It's really, it's no secret that physical activity is good for your heart. Right. Right. Every, we right. all know that. Yes. But a new study suggests that being active and fit can protect your heart, even if you have a strong family history of heart disease, which to me is great news. That is. So the main message of this study is that genetic risk isn't deterministic. That's that's by Eric Engelson, who is a doctor, also a professor of medicine at Stanford University of Medicine. And he's the lead author of this article, this study that was published in the American Heart Association journal, Circulation. So he says, even if your parents died early of a heart disease, you can reduce your risk to the level of someone with no family history of the disease by increasing your fitness. Now, that's pretty big. That is. But what you don't know is how active were your parents? Were your parents fit? I mean, did they well, have the history exactly. of heart disease because – did they start the tradition because they weren't healthy? Were they weren't healthy? You just never know. Yeah. We, we don't know. We don't know the family but history we do know that if you are active, you can reduce your risk. That is that's, the important thing. That's what this study has found out. So they, they've uh, actually analyzed decades of research and have shown that exercise, wow. as we know, is good for our heart. Uh, being physically fit has been linked to several cardiovascular benefits, including a healthy body weight – lower blood pressure, and also reducing inflammation. But people with a family history of heart disease may have thought in the past that they were destined to have heart trouble themselves, even Mm -hmm. if they exercised or made other lifestyle changes. But this study, Jeff, shows that that is simply not true. You can beat the odds. You can. You can can change things around. So here's the study. Let me me explain what happened. The researchers, and these researchers were from Stanford University as well as Uppsala University in Sweden, they analyzed data from a group of about a half million men and women. So that's pretty substantial. Yeah, this is a big study. They were ages 49 to 60, and they gathered this data over an average of six years. So so it's got some, some, it's a long-term study some too, meat yeah. behind it, right? Yeah, it does. The subject's genetic risk of heart disease was assessed, and the way that they did that is they used blood tests, and they also checked their physical activity 
their cardiovascular fitness, and they also measured their grip strength, which is a just kind of a general overall way to measure your overall strength. Right. They found that they're pretty correlated together. So all those things were measured. The researchers found that having good cardiovascular fitness and grip strength and staying active protected subjects from heart disease and atrial fibrillation. So atrial fibrillation is uh, that irregular heartbeat that increases your risk of stroke, heart failure, and other complications. So, Jeff, here's the great news. Okay. It didn't matter whether the participants were in the low, intermediate, or high genetic risk group for cardiovascular disease. When they got their hearts healthy and they stayed active and they had good strength, um, they were able to lower their risk of heart disease. That is good news. So being fitter also cut the risk of premature premature death from any cause, which is also good news. Yes, it is. Uh, in fact, they found that exercise bestowed big benefits for those with people in the highest genetic risk of heart problems. So if you've got a, a genetically a high risk of heart problems, being active is going to help you dramatically. Those in this group who were the most fit, listen to this, Jeff, this okay. is significant. They had a 49% wow. lower risk of developing heart trouble. That's that's a big reduce. That's gigantic. In, in risk. That's, that's gigantic. Huge, yeah. When you're talking about your heart, which is something we all need. Yes, we do. You want to reduce your risk as much as you possibly can. I mean, right? they do have some on the new. They do have some new ones on the showroom floor, but I don't know that I really want one of those. <laughs> it's hard to get one. It's it just is hard. It is, and they're expensive, and you know, yeah. they're 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 high maintenance. Keep the one you've got, right? That's right. So here's the thing: it's just it's just plain and simple. Getting more blood and oxygen pumping through your body during a workout helps you keep your heart healthier. Exercise has been shown to improve your overall blood lipid levels by reducing triglycerides and increasing the HDL. It's what they call the good cholesterol in your Mm -hmm. blood. And a regular workout regime also helps lower your blood pressure. So, so many benefits in association to your heart. And of course, we also know that all those benefits that are good for your heart are also good for your brain. Right. So it's just, there's just so many good things going on here. Last thing I want to mention, the American Heart Association recommends that adults get a minimum of 150 minutes a week of moderate aerobic exercise. So we're looking at about 30 minutes a day, which is what we've all been talking about for years now. Anything that increases your heart rate is what they're looking for. So brisk walking, water aerobics, biking, tennis, ballroom dancing, anything that gets your heart rate up is good. Mm -hmm. And listen to this because this is really important. Even those who get little physical activity can help their hearts just by adding in any amount of light physical activity. So it's never too late. Nope. And even a little bit can make a difference. That's right. So on this Valentine's Day, keep that heart healthy. Love your heart. Love your heart. Get out there. Get some exercise in. Even if you are at higher risk because of your genetics, mm-hmm. you can turn that around. Which is which is really good that's news. That's big news. That's huge news. Yeah, right? yeah. I, I appreciated that information. I think that's great. Jeff, today's guest in her final episode in the series, uh, four-part series on goal setting, we're more than happy to welcome back Dr. Kathy Utschneider. Dr. Utschneider is the founder of Move, which is a private coaching practice for runners, swimmers, tennis players, and other athletes. She's had huge success as a coach and quite a bit of success herself as a master's athlete. Dr. Utschneider is a professor at Boston College, and we are so glad to welcome you back, Dr. Utschneider. Thank you for joining us once again today. Oh, well, thank you both. Uh, Jeff and Kyle for such a generous introduction. I was very interested and happy Valentine's Day to you and all the listeners. (laughs) Yeah, isn't that Um, good news? 
my, my, my husband, uh, my husband gave me a wonderful Valentine's present. I mislaid my wallet and he found it. <laughs> he also gave me a Valentine's present, but that was a great present. As we say, like, like, so, hopeless romantic right there, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, that's awesome. So it, tell, tell me just so really quickly. That, yeah, really quickly yeah. your thoughts on that. Cause yeah. you're involved in this industry. You're helping people throughout their entire life to live an active and a healthy lifestyle. How does that make you feel that you're overcoming some of those genetic deficiencies that maybe people have? I, I feel uh, blessed and uh, I uh, feel grateful for the small, every small step that I can take every day. And I encourage other people to uh, not be too proud to uh, celebrate even the smallest achievement every day. Uh, I love that. Uh, make a big deal of a small goal. I love that. And, you know, we've been talking over the past uh, mm-hmm. couple of months with you about setting mm-hmm. goals and how to go about that, how to be successful, how to get them to stick. Today, we're going to talk about just what you mentioned, and that is the celebration aspect, right? It's so important. Exactly. So, Shall I tell you why? Yeah, I was going to say, so we've, we've been yeah. talking about this, but why is that celebration mm-hmm. so important? It points to the importance of the the journey is not is just as important, if not more important, as the, than the arrival. The journey is more important than the arrival. That is, the two come together than the event itself. So, let's say you're training for the Huntsman Games. That's what many listeners may be right. That's what, for. that's what we're hoping for. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Me too. And I I think that. Um, a celebration uh, really helps at the end. Some people skip that phase. They say, well, why should I? Shouldn't I just go on and start, you know, you have your event um, at the Huntsman Games and then ah, you're done with it. And, oh, let's on to the next thing on me. Yeah. Right. And on to the next thing. But truly, uh, as celebration has a lot of meaning, not just for the athlete, but also for all the people around that athlete who supported him or her. And it's, it adds, you know, just think of, you know, major events in life that, you know, one might not celebrate, but then what do you miss? Uh, you, you miss, we need markers in time for one thing. We need to feel that I often talk about goals as being valuable because they add structure to to words, they add a period, a paragraph, a chapter uh, to a book that, without goals, would be endless words. I like and that. The celebration that makes sense. Is that last point there? And that's the time. Like, if you think of times that you have achieved milestones, athletic or professional or personal, how do you think about celebrations? Do you think? I mean, don't they enhance the meaning of the event, the meaning of the journey? I I love that. I love that concept and that idea. Although, Dr. Schneider, I'm going to be honest. I am one of those people who tends to be like, okay, let's move on. You know, we did it. Now let's move on. I just, I I tend to be one of those people. But I I like what you're saying. And I think that's worth, um, you know, maybe rethinking the way that I uh, accomplish things. You know, for me, I think that the body experiences what the mind thinks about. And mm-hmm. if you stop and celebrate, 
that's a mental function, but it also becomes a physical function. You're celebrating your body, so it, it it's going to feel um, maybe like it's accomplished something. I, it, that sounds like it's a separate entity, but I mean, if you don't allow your body to feel like it's had success, your mind to feel like your body's had success, you're, it's like the body's never going to be good enough. So it's like, hey, I'm, I'm okay. So there's there's that factor, that, that aspect of it also. Yeah, I, I like that as and well. Right, and you don't get that recovery that's so important, right? You, we want to periodize, periodize our training, meaning we want to divide it into, uh, you know, a baseline phase and then a strengthening phase, then a sharpening phase, then a tapering phase, then you have the event, you have the celebration, then you have the recovery for a while. I was just, you know, the question is how you think about celebrating the event. Think about, do you celebrate it with friends from high school or college? Let's say you're doing something together. Do you celebrate with others from the Huntsman Games who you're reuniting with? Do you celebrate with your family and friends? Hopefully your family will be there also. Or do you celebrate with, let's say you're doing something for a cause, for a hospital, for cancer? Um, Do you celebrate with some of the people whose lives have inspired your training? That's important. But one piece that I would encourage everyone to think about in terms of celebrating, which doesn't involve spending any large amounts of money or anything, it's something you can do with your computer or paper and and pencil. And that is to write down what the meaning of your event was. Countless times, and I'll pause after to hear what you think about this, athletes, I just had an uh, athletes forget what actually happened and how grateful they are for what they did and what all the factors that went into it and therefore how much there is to celebrate. I just had a runner who trained for the New England Track and Field Championships and she was taking notes, uh, just, you know, five, ten minutes of notes uh, for five days. And she said, you know, Coach, I totally forgot about all these things that happened during my training. And I totally forgot how I, you know, overcame that calf pull. I worked through that. I forgot how I was sick and had the flu for five days in my sharpening phase, in a sharpening phase. All these things. And that evoked a huge sense of gratitude for what she had done. And she said, I would have forgotten. So celebrating and celebrating by writing some things down, taking some notes, is a huge validation and a huge uh, source of information that can help you for future events and also allow you to say, okay, I can take a break for a little while. I can relax, (laughs) right? Who doesn't want to do that for a while? I think that makes a lot of sense. You are listening to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life, and we're visiting with Dr. Catherine Schneider. We're talking about goal setting. We've been talking with her for uh, a couple of months now, specifically about setting goals and how to do that. And today we're talking about the joy of celebration once you hit your mark. And uh, Dr. Schneider, I I really like what you just said about chronicling the journey uh, by taking notes throughout the whole process so that you can go back and review that. I I'm not a huge journaler myself, but I just I do believe in the value of it. It's it's uh, um, something that I you know I can just see how being able to go back like your athlete that you just talked about and go back and look at the journey itself 
adds that much more to the gratitude and the appreciation to the hard work that you put in. And then it makes that celebration that much sweeter. You know, for me, that's paramount to like when you hike up a mountain. I mean, you yep. got the beauty in front of you, but what's great is to turn around and look where you've come from. And, and taking the notes is like looking back down at the valley of the, the trail you've just hiked up. And the, the awe, it, it, it inspires awe on you that you actually were able to do it. But also the view that you get from up there is so amazing that, that if you don't take the time to look, you're not going to see that view. So I want exactly. to... Exactly. It's like... Yeah. Go ahead. You're fine. Say, it's like action and reflection. There, you know, there's a, a combination of, of researchers at Harvard Business School, Teresa Amabile and Stephen Kramer. And I don't know if you've heard about the, the progress principle. What that the progress principle is this: uh, they researched about uh, two well, exactly two hundred thirty eight employees in seven company, companies, and they took notes for a four month period, very short notes, a few notes at the end of each day, to record what they were grateful for, and they found that number one, uh, their confidence improved dramatically, and that they became more productive in a follow-up um, survey. And the point here, they said, in the, in the conclusion of their study, they said, any accomplishment, no matter how small, activates the reward circuitry of our brains. I mean, when we celebrate, the levels of dopamine in our brains is released, and it, that energizes us, and it gives us, it helps us experience the deserved reward. So they recommend also writing down daily wins so that we can be more aware of our progress. And a celebration is an occasion to stress that. I like that. I like that. We've talked before on the show about the the actual health benefits of being grateful. Uh, Last Thanksgiving, we talked about that specifically. And so there are some, some actual you know, uh, measurable health benefits to being grateful. And I like this process that you're talking about where we're writing down those, those little victories, remembering the process, going back and reviewing all that you went through in order to accomplish your goal so that that, that, uh, accomplishment is that much more sweeter. That celebration is that much sweeter when uh, you're able to look back and actually remember, because it, it, it's easy to get caught up in the grind and forget about all of the, you know, the, the particulars and the specifics that went into it. So here, here's my question for you, Dr. Schneider. I, I think you're, you're starting to convince me on the importance of a celebration at the end mm-hmm. of, oh, a, of a goal reached. <laughs> I, I, like, I like what we're talking about here. What does the celebration look like? Is it like, you know, I, I lost 10 pounds and so now I get to go buy a cake? Or what, do, what does your celebration look like? Excellent question again. Um, you know, celebrations have got to be unique just as we are unique. So, so for some people, it might be, you know what, it's Valentine's Day. In fact, a client called me today and said, Coach, I'm loading up on the chocolate today. I just want you to know. <laughs> I'm just going to confess <laughs> right now, right? <laughs> <laughs> Strawberries and chocolate, that's what she's going for. Um, but it, it really, it, it's it's important to how, uh, to define what a celebration is. So, for some people, when I have uh, several people uh, train for the same event, uh, sometimes uh, they will go. They will just they will have uh, coffee together. It will be that simple. But it will be a time where everybody, where there is some discussion, just group talk about what happened, 
what did people learn? Because it, it's an exchange of ideas, whether you're with other people who are also athletes or whether you're with people who are your support network. So it can be, um, but it's very important, uh, no matter how you celebrate, to plan the celebration. And no matter how simply or, or how elaborately, whether you go on a you know week's vacation and celebrate. <laughs> go on a cruise or whatever. That's quite right. a celebration, go yes. <laughs> but it's, it's important that you plan it early. And it's important that you, that you define it specifically in terms of, all right, it's, we're going to do it on you know Thursday night from at 6:30 it doesn't have to be a full week whatever but to plan it on the date and to tell others who are wanting to celebrate with you when it is so it sounds like it needs Taking to be that, intentional right it's it's not something that just happens spontaneously right. at the finish line right. it's something that you plan right. towards right. plan for and then right. you you actually and, implement and one of the exactly one of the reasons that it is it's all another reason that a celebration is so important and that it's so important to take time out for a little bit is that our tendencies i think as people are to it's too easy to doubt ourselves it's too easy to push too far too fast i became convinced of that about 22 years ago I had a silver medalist rower as a client. She had won the silver medal, and she said, I don't really think I did so well. Oh, man. And I thought, the only reason I raised that, and she did. I mean, but that, that voice was there. And there's a lot about, you know, silver medalists are the ones who are less satisfied than gold medalists <laughs> the, who won, or bronze, bronze medalists. medalists who made the podium. Yeah. But, but nonetheless, I, have, I, I think that we, we have to, as Sean Acher says in The Happiness Advantage, um, excellent book. We have to work at at uh, being happy and at, at uh, boosting ourselves. And we have to we have to know when to hold back. And I spend a lot of time as a coach. People will see me with a stopwatch and they'll say, "Oh, you're pushing them, coach, aren't you?" And I say, more often than not, I'm holding them back. And I say that because a celebration, um, it's not only important to set aside specific time to celebrate, it's important to set a number of weeks, at least, depending on you know, how long you've been training, to say this is going to be your you know, lull period. You can, of course, keep exercising, do something different, but make the, uh, define it as a different time from your training time. That makes a Does lot of sense. sense. Yeah, absolutely. I like that. Now, we've only got about 30 seconds, so I don't know if you can answer this sure. fully, but my question is this. We've been talking a little bit about setting your goal, and that goal is maybe a specific event or an occasion. Um, and it seems easy. You know, I, I, I ran this race, and so I'm going to celebrate. I, I played in the Husband World Senior Games. I'm going to celebrate. What if your goal is a little bit less defined? What if it's, you know, to to run at a certain time or to swim a certain length or to lose a certain amount of weight? How do you celebrate that way? Just as important. Make the celebration just as big. Remember that tiny little goals, tiny little steps make up huge accomplishments. And we should never be too proud to respect the tiniest goals. So you celebrate uh, uh, maybe you go out for a healthy dinner if you're trying to lose weight and continue to lose weight. Maybe yeah. you give yourself one exception to, okay, I'm going to have that carrot cake. I love it. 
I've lost 10 <laughs> pounds. That was my goal. One piece of carrot cake is not going to throw me over the edge. Sure. Whatever. But the, the, the habit of celebrating is and taking a little bit of time to reflect and to appreciate and then time off for a few weeks afterwards of at least changing up the pace is just as important as setting the goals. Life happens in waves. Yes, absolutely. Dr. Schneider, thank you so much for joining us today. We've run out of time, but we're so appreciative of your expertise. Thanks for joining us. Oh, thank so thank you so much. So, Jeff, time is flying. Oh, boy, is it. Boy, we're, we're midway through February now. Yes, we are. And uh, the Huntsman World Senior Games are marching closer and closer. A couple of things I want to make people aware of. January 1st is when we open team registration. We right. have actually registered, Jeff, over 565 total teams. Wow. So if you're a team manager, it's time to get on it. Or you might be too late. It's time to get on it. Hit SeniorGames.net today and reserve your spot at the Huntsman World Senior Games. March 1st is athlete registration. That's when it opens. That's just a couple of weeks away. So it put is. that on your calendar. Right around the corner. And plan to register. And then, of course, the dates for the Huntsman World Senior Games 2019, we're looking at October 7th through the 19th. There's time to get ready, but you got to get after it. Remember to tune in live next and every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time on AM 1450 or FM 93.1 for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. And, of course, you can subscribe to our podcast pretty much anywhere that podcasts are found. Our inspirational quote for the day is from author Robert Collier. He says, Jeff, success is the sum of small efforts repeated day in and day out. Isn't that the truth? Until next Thursday, stay active. Bye, everyone. 